Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron, and we're back, baby! I'm Jeffrey New Year. Oh, I'm Louisa Heron. We did it! Yeah. And I'm Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, no! Ah. I'm Winnie the Pooh! Yep. Winnie the Pooh was, I think, last year's, uh... Yeah, Did they're not saying one, Jeff, Public though. domain. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm are. Metropolis. Nice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she had a name, didn't she, that robot woman? Probably. I've never seen Metropolis. <sighs> it's been, it's been locked in the Disney <laughs> vault all this time. Did you hear my great joke, Jeff? Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that robot, that lady robot's name is Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Except there is a lady robot in a Superman movie, and it's not yeah. Lois Lane. Brainiac. <laughs> Uh, Does she have a name? Maybe not. Br- br- lady. Doctor something. Brainiac. Mm. It's Brainiac. I'm trying, it? to, I'm okay. trying to Brainiac, turn Brainiac, like, do a girlify it. Like a she, well, we She-Hulk listen. version of Brainiac. Brainiac? Here's all, here's all I'm saying. We never see Brainiac's genitals, so... Damiac? They are gender neutral. Brainiac is a computer. <laughs> Freeac doesn't have Freeac doesn't have a body or mind. It's a computer program. No, it's a self it computer program. It is all mind, and then its body is like a spaceship or whatever. Wait, <laughs> a big which, a big skull with on. tentacles, usually. Yeah, but which one was in <laughs> Superman Three? The worst Superman. It was based on Brainiac, but I don't yeah. know if it had a name. Okay. There's some lady scientist who invented yeah. a supercomputer that was so smart that it ate her and turned her into a su- circuit board. Yeah, it was horrible. And that was supposed to be a basically a Brainiac. Even though Brainiac is supposed to be from Krypton, those movies were bad. Sometimes Brainiac is just a guy. I think the original version was an alien from some other planet. That's mm. bad. That's so much. The fact that Brainiac was the computer that was in charge of Krypton and ran it into the ground makes him so much more interesting as a villain for Superman, in my opinion. Yeah, that's probably why they that's probably why they retconned it. Yeah. I'm just saying, why didn't they come up with that good idea before they did the bad ideas? Because it was the 50s, and everyone was getting uh, extremely high on acid all of the time before they wrote Superman comics. (laughs) Everyone was huffing ether between panels. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) Yeah. No, you say those movies were bad, but the first one, you must agree, is pretty good. Superman, it was just called, perhaps? Yeah, it's not great. Pretty good. Uh, is, okay. Is number two the one where he takes mm. the emblem off of his chest and throws it at like a frisbee and it, it does super things? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. I think that might be. Is that where Supergirl two. shows up? No. No. Okay. Number two is the one with General Zod, where oh, right. he and Zod. the other Kryptonians from the Phantom Zone come back and try to take over Earth, and they force Superman to agree to have his powers taken away by a weird crystal cage in the Fortress of Solitude, Hmm. and then he fixes it so that instead of taking his powers away, it takes their powers away instead. Oh man, that sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why he didn't do that from the beginning, but... I wanted to watch the... original. the original Superman, there is that weird part where it's like a dream ballet inside Lois Lane's mind where she's thinking about how much she likes Superman. That's a bit weird. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's good, actually. (laughs) I wanted to. I, I kind of wanted to watch the uh, the Richard Donner cut. There's like a director's cut of Superman two that's supposed to be less bad than the 
Hmm. Other one, um, but in Is it seven hours long, and they had to digitally remove uh, Christopher Reeve's mustache. <laughs> uh-huh. No, it's uh, it's still under two hours. We didn't make movies long back then. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Superman Two was written by Mario Puzo. <laughs> oh gosh, that actually I did know that. I think and I think and the first one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's mm, weird. pretty weird. <laughs> They really did not have any idea how to deal with superheroes as media Yeah, I love that. I only want superhero movies to be given to people who don't know how to make superhero movies yeah. or anything about the lore. <laughs> yep. Oh, that'd be so good. Just trying yeah. to picture this goofy-looking guy who wrote The Godfather. Mm-hmm. What an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for The Godfather Part 2, being like, I oh, no, know, I'll, I'll read some Supermans. I genuinely thought you were going to say he won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for Superman. That that was nominated for stuff. It's so bad, though. They're all not good. It's not bad. It's (laughs) alright. No. It's fine. Movies were all kind of bad back then. Yeah, that's true. That is a true thing about it. I feel like the third one is so dumb that it's kind of... It has a a place in my heart, whereas the other ones are just genuinely Mm. bad. No, I don't think I agree, because that robot was so horrible, and I remember that even from when I was a kid. Too terrifying. I love that the the other super scientist is Richard Pryor, and he's not even trying to act like a super scientist, he's just acting like Richard Pryor. Yeah. That's fun. (laughs) Also, I think one of the main plot points is that they want to build a ski slope on top of a skyscraper. Oh, probably. Wow, that sounds cool. No Lex Luthor this time, but yeah. No, Lex Luthor's not in it. There's other villainous yeah. rich people. <laughs> There's always more. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but just for the audience's sake, just make it Lex Luthor. Why not? Gene Hackman wouldn't agree to be up here again? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah probably. That Did was Superman it. kill Gene Hackman in the first one? I feel like he could have. I don't, I don't think that <laughs> I think he, he kills took him to jail. in yeah. those movies. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I've talked at length about how much I love when Superman is written in a way where he isn't, like, quite so holier than thou and is willing to use his powers to actually help people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like that one trailer for the bad superhero MMORPG where he rips Lex Luthor's arm off because he's so angry. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love that shit. I want to see a movie where Superman accidentally punches Lex Luthor's head off like a rock-up sock of robot. I have really great news for you, Matt. That's been... Anything about Superman for the past 30 years has been what if Superman was a dickhead? I don't want it to be that he's a dickhead. I want it to be a thing where he's talking to Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor's like, yeah, but what are you going to do about it, Superman, huh? You stupid fucking asshole. And then Superman just shoves him and accidentally shoves him too hard and he goes through a wall and falls out of like a 50-story building. So you want Superman (laughs) to experience the trauma of his powers getting out of control? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. (laughs) The tragedy of Superman is he knows he can do that and he always has to control control himself not to yeah we all know about the speech he gave to dark side about how he'd always had to hold back his powers until now and then he punches dark side's balls up into his body or whatever yeah he's got that whole uh friggin he's he's the absolute power but power didn't corrupt him absolutely yeah hmm it's good. It's just, it just feels like there's no other way to go with that idea. Yeah. It, it's kind of run out of steam. Whereas I I do like the idea of, like, 
oh no, I accidentally broke Lex Luthor's arm because I was, you know, trying to shake his hand. So he was trying to, like, do that power move of grabbing my hand real hard when we shook hands and I accidentally crushed his hand to powder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be good. Okay. <laughs> be a good, good thing in the movie. Um, I'll have to take your word for it, I guess. I'm just saying, like, if I were to meet insert conservative dickhead here uh-huh. joe if i was gonna meet joe rogan mm-hmm. first of all i do believe joe rogan could easily kick my ass so that's not what this is about. yeah that was but- a really weird choice <laughs> like why not tucker carlson who's sure. easily like you could break his arms I, with a look i don't want to do that but i'm saying i do if i met him i don't know if i could resist punching him in the face <laughs> And if I was Superman, I would be like, oh, but if I do that, it's going to make his head fly off like a football. <laughs> Maybe knowing that you had that power is what keeps you in check. Yeah, but I just don't want him to be in check all the time. Because that's the thing. Even very good people sometimes, like, can't control their feeling of justice, you know? Okay. Where is this going? I, that's the tagline of my new Superman spec script. <laughs> Can't control their feeling of yeah. justice. Oh, God, it makes it sound like a sex thing. <laughs> Does it? Yes. Yeah, it's got an uncontrollable feeling of justice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. How do we get down this road? I don't <laughs> know. Trying to defend Superman's worst impulses. We don't have to. <laughs> They're not Superman's worst impulses, they're Matt's worst impulses. (laughs) He's assigning them to Superman. (laughs) That's true, but I'm not saying I want to defend these feelings, I'm saying it would humanize Superman to see him wrestling with these feelings in a way that is, like, not easy for him. Okay. I think we do do see him wrestle with those feelings, but if he, like, messed up, then, I don't know, it kind of breaks the seal. That's true. I'm just, like, when we see him wrestle with it, it's usually either from the point of view of, like, I don't know how to use my powers, they're out of control, or they're from, like, well, I could do this, but I'm so in control of myself that I know I never would. And I want to see that middle ground where he's, like, (laughs) uh uh-oh, like, I almost, I came so close to accidentally killing this guy, you know? (laughs) You want him to be, like, the drunk guy at a party who somehow found a baseball bat and now he's holding it and you're like, oh god, Baseball bat away from him. Yeah, we we need a drunk Superman. <laughs> I mean, yes, I absolutely agree with that statement. That would be incredible. I mean, I guess that's why they introduced all those weird multicolored kryptonites. There must have been one. Yeah, there's probably drunk, one right? that makes him drunk. Yeah, is there one that makes him horny? <laughs> yes, there definitely is. Okay, one that makes yeah, him horny. I was gonna say. I feel like that's eventually all comic books <laughs> given infinite issues which they have yes. they turn into whatever the writer's kinks are Accurate. it is weird that they i mean maybe they did have a drunk one before they had a horny one but i definitely remember the horny one and i don't remember anyone ever talking about the drunk one <laughs> okay. i don't know about any of these you don't know about all the different colors of kryptonite okay we gotta I, do this no i know the red one turns him evil yeah hold on i'm gonna mm. we're gonna play a game now Remember when there are different tell- colors of Batmans? Yes. In the comic, but not anywhere else, I don't think. Yep. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you guys a color of kryptonite, okay. and you guys tell me what you think it does to Superman. Are you ready? Green is horny. There's also the yeah, issue of is, sometimes one is... color does different things. That's true. But I'm just, I'm going off of the DC official wiki. <laughs> and green is horny. 
No, Greeny is the Green is the real the main one. <laughs> I know the real one, Matt says. <laughs> yeah. Die of horniness. Yes. Go on. Alright. Red kryptonite, Jeff. Uh it makes him evil. Yes. It makes him wrathful. Are there are there the seven deadly sins in this? Maybe, yes. Evil is also, certainly one of the seven deadly sins. You're not supposed to be evil. They're all deadly. They're all evil. Wait, this is very complicated, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so see? In, in, in Smallville, Red Kryptonite makes him act irrationally and furious. But okay. in the comics, originally, Red Kryptonite turned him into a dragon. <laughs> Whoa, cool. <laughs> That's great. And then, in the post-crisis continuity, Red Kryptonite turned him translucent. What? Oh, man. That's Whoa. Awesome. Why? He has both of the Wonder Twins' powers. Apparently, Batman uh, engineered Red Kryptonite to make it so that his skin would be translucent so he would absorb so much solar energy that he would die. That's convoluted. That's, sure. not, how, that's not how translucence works, Batman. Wait, Maybe is it's... it just his skin that's translucent, and you can see him walk around like a, a visible human Mr. anatomy Goodbody. model? Yeah. yeah, that must be it, right? Yeah. I guess so. But even then, like, your skin is the main thing that does absorbing of sunlight. Like, making yeah. it translucent so that the sun can get directly on your organs, I don't think that would make you get more, whatever, yeah. radiation. Windows aren't absorbing a ton of solar energy by being windows. He gives right. his muscles a sunburn. Yes. <laughs> okay, gold kryptonite has a much shorter entry, so gold kryptonite. Um... Makes him rich. Horny. <laughs> uh, no, gold kryptonite permanently removes a Kryptonian's ability to process yellow sunlight, making it so that if if Superman was ever exposed, he would lose all powers permanently. Hmm. Okay. okay. Hmm. So it's just like the super version of regular kryptonite. Uh, yes. Although, honest, sometimes regular kryptonite, like, just takes away his powers. Sometimes it hurts him and makes him, like, sick and sweaty. Yeah. yeah, the this wiki says it. It's usually uh, portrayed as having flu-like symptoms that get worse and worse until he dies. Nice, but sometimes it happens. Isn't that radiation sickness. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, he's getting radiation sickness from the radiation of his home planet. Hmm. Okay. Uh, platinum kryptonite. Ooh, this one makes him rich. This one is Bitcoin. This one. <laughs> this one turns him two inches high. Ooh. No, that would be cool, though. I mean, then he could just go live in Candor, right? Mm. Uh, no, it, Platinum Kryptonite gives a Kryptonian's power to a human. <laughs> a real switcheroo. They peed in the yeah. same fountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have the freakiest Friday of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, and finally, Black Kryptonite. Oh, no. Uh, it's from some very racist comic books. It's not. It was initiated in Smallville, the TV show, and has since added it to the comics. Oh, well. okay. Uh, it gives him a Venom suit. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> I mean, you're not a million miles away, actually, now that I think about the story of Venom. Okay, this one, I'm staking all my horny on this one. Horny. <laughs> no, it's not horny. Yeah, that's what I said, Louisa. It gives him a Venom suit. Makes him horny. Yeah, Same thing. Makes him a dominatrix like Spider-Man was. <laughs> Uh, no, Black Kryptonite splits him into his two different personalities, his oh. Cal-L and his 
Clark Kent personalities. And then they make out. <clears throat> I mean, they don't say in this wiki, but I assume so, yes. <laughs> uh, I believe Pink Kryptonite is the one that... Oh no, Pink Kryptonite turns Superman gay, which is insane. What? Was is that, that one of their pride real? issues that they do? Um, I mean, they don't explicitly say it, but it is strongly implied in the issue of Supergirl where Pink Kryptonite is introduced. It makes Supergirl horny and it makes Superman present as gay. <laughs> Present huh. as, yeah, that's I don't a, like that phrasing. Language. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So there's no like blue kryptonite or orange kryptonite. No, there's no orange. normal colors at all. <laughs> Eventually, pink kryptonite was changed to be that it swaps your gender from male uh, to female or yeah. vice versa. So, like I said, that someone's finished. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of them on here, but most of them are very boring. Purple kryptonite, uh, 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 no one knows what it does because it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> cool, I'm glad you added that to your thing. But like, Jewel it- kryptonite? It, That's nothing. It does, oh. it does still exist exactly as much as it did when the comic book that mm. had it came out. Well, that's true, but- In that it doesn't exist, of course, yes. but like, the comic book with it does, you could go look and check- Guy who wrote the wiki? No, 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 no. They're saying in the comics, it is a thing that that has already been wiped out of existence before the... Like, in the fictional world, it's something that they know existed, but they don't know what it did. (laughs) So they just introduced it as like, oh, yeah, there used to be this, but not Mm. anymore. Anyway, bye. Yeah, I mean, they were really playing some (laughs) games here. Well, Uh, I appreciate some world building in a fiction. That's true. Yeah, purple like, wow, there used kryptonite. to be a purple kryptonite. Purple spotted kryptonite. That sounds too zany. That would, like, put him in uh, uh, the Archie comics or something, right? Makes him hallucinate. Apparently it only ever appeared in Crypto the Super Dog comics. There we go. So. Ooh, it makes Crypto very sick, and he eat, uh, eats a bunch of grass and throws up and has diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, in this kid's comic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> kryptonite Plus? Love that. Whoa, cool. <laughs> Uh, it's a subscription-based kryptonite. Yeah. Lex Luthor makes people pay a monthly fee to, to watch- take Superman's powers away. You don't have to watch ads while the kryptonite is killing <laughs> Superman. <laughs> uh, okay. See, we should just read fan wikis again. <laughs> no! Yeah, maybe. I do think that the only time that we have fun doing this podcast is when we're going into a rabbit hole on some dumb piece of media property that we all enjoy. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what did, what did you do this week, Matt? The problem with those Matt? random wikis is that none of them were things we enjoyed at all. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Matt, you've been called. Okay, um, so it has been a few weeks since we recorded, as I'm sure our audience knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that time, I have been moving into my new house, which is a nightmare, and Hooray. I'm not going to talk about that, because moving sucks and everyone knows it. Instead, I'm going to talk about, I've been trying to play... Um, I've been, I have a few different websites that I follow for, like, video game news stuff, and I've been trying to play as many of the games of the year 2022 as possible. Um, okay. so I picked up Vampire Survivors again on yeah. the Steam Deck, and that game still kicks ass. I got the DLC for, like, $3, and that also kicks ass. That game is incredible. It gives, like, Everyone the perfect game to do to play while you're listening to podcasts or something. Yeah, it's such a great mindless thing when you are tired from the whole day and you just want to, like, 
collapse in a chair and have it at a TV show on or whatever and play a game. Oh, so good. Louisa, have you tried Vampire Survivors yet? I haven't. I thought it might be too complicated. And that's one of those games that has the weird feeling where, I don't know where it's from, but the Italy English in it is translated in such a weird, like, liminal way that it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's trying to evoke, like, old Castlevania games that were always very poorly <laughs> localized. Yes, I love that the pa- the candelabra uh, upgrade is called Candelabrador. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> so funny. The Bible power is called King Book. Yep. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, it's incredible. It, it used to be a lot more complicated, Louisa, but uh, after their 1.0 release earlier this year and some tweaking that they've done, they've added a lot of uh, ease of use features that really make it hmm. so it's not. That, that bad. The game I mean, itself, the game itself doesn't even have buttons. Really, you just move a thing around, like you move your guy around with the arrows, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you do have to push buttons to select power ups every time you level up. But yeah, that's it. Uh, and now they used to have it that you had just had to know, like, oh, if I get these two power ups leveled up, then they will combine to be a more powerful thing mm-hmm. now when you're on the power up select screen it says hey you already have the crown if you pick up the pentagram those two will combine when they get leveled up so like oh wow you it, really haven't played it in a while that that was there when i bought it over the summer oh really um yeah that that's new and they've added some new characters that are very interesting like um a bear uh, i haven't got unlocked the bear yet i did unlock the tanuki and he's terrible <laughs> Is there a Renfield? Uh, probably. It's kind of hard to tell what the characters are supposed to be. Okay. I I did unlock the red the the red death though. The red is, kryptonite. Yep, the red kryptonite that makes him mm-hmm. super horny. Yep, it turns Dracula horny. Vampires yeah. are always horny. You need something to stop them from being horny. Garlic. In in Smallville, <laughs> the red kryptonite kind of did make him horny because he was yeah. so. Like, angry and impulsive, and everyone knows that that's a road to horniness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Any character like who's said. evil is automatically way hornier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, he did that basically, that the thing that Spider-Man does in Spider-Man 3, where he, like, yeah. is, just gets a little greasier, and that's how <laughs> we know he's evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swoops his hair down and starts making out with Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep, exactly. I mean, if if we all lost our impulse control, that's what we would all be doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not you. You personally dislike her. That's true. I personally dislike her. Also, I'm a married man, thank you very much. Mm. Um, but we would all stop showering, definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. for sure. And we'd wear a black suit with a black shirt underneath and no tie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also played through most of, almost all of, Tunic. Nice. Oh, uh, I, I want to play that one. Yeah. I love that game. <clears throat> It's very good. It's annoying to me that it like the controller support is not great on PC. It keeps on disconnecting from my controller, which sucks. Oh, really? Like, Weird. Yeah, but it, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and it's so it gets so weird. <laughs> Jeff, did you finish the game? Yes, I completely finished it. Um, I think there's one puzzle that I didn't see, but I got the best ending. So, uh. huh? Pretty good. The I'm not going to spoil anything because I know Louisa wants to play it, but mm-hmm. there's a turn about halfway through the game where it goes in a different direction than you expected it to go, and it it's very good, but it's also, like, 
I don't know. To me, it felt a little bit out of nowhere. Yeah, okay. it, didn't, it didn't feel telegraphed enough from everything else that had happened in the game. But maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. I don't know. Now I heard from another podcast, <laughs> a video game one, The Besties, that uh, one of the people on that really enjoyed writing everything down in their own little physical notebook as they played the game. They thought I, that was I, a great part of I it. I did this, yes. I think I, I might do that. I don't understand what you would write down. Were you trying to translate the lang- the secret language? I think I did that's what they're saying. Yeah. I did at some point try to do that, but it's I think too complicated to do without devoting like a lot of time to it. <laughs> but there are some like very late game puzzles that you do kind of have to write stuff down. Mm. Um, Maybe unless- I just haven't gotten there yet. Although I feel like I'm very close to the end. I've already I, like. You know, I've done all of, I've gotten all the keys, I did the thing after the keys, uh, I, I unlocked the, the Laurel Crown, which feels like a pretty late game power-up. Mm. Yeah, good. I don't know. Um, I just like, like, going back to the games like Loom, I like when you get a little book and it's like, make sure you write down the things you find out in here. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that they're, they were trying to go for the, like, Le- original Legend of Zelda, how the manual has, mm-hmm. like, a partly filled in map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For you to fill in the rest of yourself. Um, and I- then they were like, what if the whole game was that? <laughs> I do like how when you find pages of the instruction booklet, there are, like, notes that someone wrote on it. Little, little oh, pencil cool. scribbles yeah. of, like, oh, this is the path to get through this dungeon or whatever. Yeah. So I, that's very cool. I love it. <laughs> I wish that there was a way to i do like that there's the ability to turn on no fail mode so that when you're fighting like there's a part there like in every zelda game there's a boss rush uh part of the game yeah it sucks (laughs) it i i turned on no fail just because i was like i've already spent an hour trying to do this and it's so hard and awful so i had to turn on no fail Mm, okay good to know i played that via game pass for pc uh, and the controller support seemed fine, but that might be some layer that Xbox had put on it. Yeah, I would believe it. I mean, I w- I've never had controller problems with the the Game Pass for PC games that I've played. I've only ever had it when I've been doing Steam. But mm. I feel weird about not... about. I don't know. I like to own the game and not just be playing it on Game Pass, so I'm, I'm contemplating canceling my Game Pass subscription. I like having it just for games where I'm like, I want to try that, but I want to try it now, and I don't want to try it for full price. Yeah, that's true. Um, I hear the indies usually get a pretty sweet deal uh, out of Game Pass stuff, and I don't uh, give a damn about the big publishers. <laughs> no, no, no. No one does. Um so yeah, I don't know. I've liked Tunic. I still think that Vampire Survivors is just such a fun idle game. Oh, I did want to very briefly mention, Jeff, have you played a uh, an Android game, like a phone game, called Underhanded? No. Is it Underhanded or Underhand? Um, it is a resource management card game Uh-oh. that reminded me a lot of um, Staxland. Uh, under... Is it Underhand? underhand i'm getting a lot of undertale mm, yeah it's just called underhand anyway By spoopy the, squad yes that's the one okay um it is uh like a 
Cthulhu, H.P. Lovecraft themed thing where you are running a cult of people worshipping an ancient god and you have to manage resources of, like, food and money and cultists and you sacrifice cultists to summon your god and all of this stuff. It's fun and very lightweight, which is nice. Uh, it's like a good, it, it, like I said, it reminded me of Stacklands, which is why I thought you might like it, Jeff. Thank you. Oh, I'm also seeing that 20 Minutes Till Dawn has been ported to Android. That, what is that? It's a vampire survivor alike. Um, I don't want to dip into those, I don't think. I've seen so many of them, and I'm just... It feels gross how many <laughs> knockoffs there have been of Vampire Survivors. I liked this one quite a bit because it felt different enough mm. while still keeping the core, like, simplicity. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of anime ones, and like all anime, they have the problem where you're looking at the store page for a long time trying to figure out if it's porn or not. Yeah. You gotta just turn Still... off porn games in your Steam settings, Matt. But I know you're Listen. addicted to the Honey Pop series, so you never will. <laughs> no, but I will say, like, I, there are so many games that are weirdly flagged as porn in Steam, like, uh, The Sims. <laughs> mm, you do woohoo, to be fair. I know, but it's not, like, I get why it has the tag, um, NSFW content or whatever, but, like, it's not really. It's not the same as, like, you know, Jizz Simulator 5000 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I picked that up yeah, that's the winter Yeah, that's what people sale. are doing. <laughs> that's yeah. what people want to do with a video game. <laughs> I mean, they do want Simulate. to do that when they play a porn game. <laughs> <sighs> Deranged. People play Power Wash Simulator. It's basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Mm. So I hear anyway. power. You know, I don't hear about a whole lot of games because I'm not plugged into people who play a lot. But through social media, I have heard quite a few people talking about enjoying Power Wash Simulator. Uh, yeah, I've heard it's very good, which I can't understand how it could be, but yeah. I'm glad it is. Yeah, I guess if you get all the um, feel of it right, then it would be satisfying. I have a power washer, and that's <laughs> not satisfying. So I don't know why. It would be satisfying to do it in virtual reality. I guess because you don't have to worry about breaking shit. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look fun. No. I think if it was full-on, like, actually VR, it might be uh, okay. more fun. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's just a computer game, I just don't see the appeal. Well, yeah, Fair I enough. wonder if there's a VR mode in it yet. I don't think so. Seems inevitable, though. I'm surprised that every first-person game doesn't just have a VR mode. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Louisa, what did you do this month? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say something I did this week, because I'm afraid I won't remember enough details about <laughs> something from before. Yep. Oh, the dogs are barking. My dogs yeah, are barking. Yeah, my dogs are... My the neighbor's Baha dogs. men are here. <laughs> arf, 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 arf. Uh, I decided to try getting a dollhouse kit. I want to make miniatures again, which I have mm -hmm. done before, and I do enjoy that. <clears throat> And I never considered this before, but they make, um, for adults, they make rooms in a dollhouse that are, like, super detailed. Mm -hmm. And in these kits, you get all the parts you need to make them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the parts are just shitty because, yeah, like, it's expensive to give you all these parts. So <laughs> the kit is, like, laser-cut pieces of balsa wood. So it's very good and sturdy. And I'm looking at that right now. I'm going to glue it together. The base to make yeah. your little room. That part. Great. Love it. 
And then all the little parts, I, I got the kit because I want to, like, remix them. And I want to not use the parts that look super shitty and make some of my own things. So I got very excited about this idea. And I have a little kit. They're about $40 usually, these kits. But I found one for $16. I don't know why. But mm. I saw it. I was like, yeah, that's worth $16. I'll try that. It's full of radioactive paint. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not going to use their paint. They give you two colors of shitty paint. Like, no thanks. Yeah, neon green and black <laughs> toxin. Yeah, but the black toxin one makes you super horny. <laughs> <laughs> neon green and black. So you're building the inside of one of those Sobe Life Water uh, cans mm-hmm. from the yep. 90s. <laughs> it's like a Polly Pocket where it's it, oh, yeah. it looks like it's just a Sobe can on your shelf and then you mm-hmm. open it up and there's a secret world inside. For that lizard. I had one that of those. Lizard, right? I had yeah. one of those that was Chewbacca's face and when you opened it up it was the Ewok village. <laughs> That's cool. Why wasn't it a big tree? That would make so much more sense. Uh, because I don't want a toy of a big tree, Louisa. I'm uh, seven in so this scenario, cool. and I want Chewbacca's <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> it would be way cooler if it was a big tree. But none of them were, like, a normal thing. All of them were like, yeah, th- this playset disguises itself as, like, Mighty Max's hat yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like the ones that, that, like, were trees, or like, oh, this is just quote-unquote, just a cereal box, so it looked like it was hiding a little world. I always yeah. appreciated those. Oh ones. yeah, this is this is just a dog poop, but there's a key to your house inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All those fun pranks, those fun toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like this, I'm, I'm so excited about all this, but it has, for instance, in this room, a little fireplace. And the fireplace is a little pack of gravel... <laughs> Some wood grain stickers that you roll up into logs, and then above the fireplace, hidden by a little awning, is a single uh, yellow light bulb. One of those tiny light bulbs is part of the kit. So you turn it on, it's like, oh, look, the fire's on. That's obviously total bullshit. But because it's all, like, light wood and some of the pieces are cardboard, I'm like, well, what if I put the light up from underneath used real wood to make tiny logs and then filled the spaces between them with red resin, then Ooh. it would actually look like a real smoldering fireplace when I turned it on. So and You could put a little fan in there and then have like <laughs> tissue paper flames. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like at the at Spirit Halloween. <laughs> so I'm super excited to like try all these tiny little special effects and to use things and I love when I'm into a miniature because then it's like, I'm going to go to the park and I'm just going to steal a bunch of twigs off trees. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is so exciting. Like, count as stealing? Stuff. Yeah, it doesn't count as stealing <laughs> if you're taking something that no one wants and or knows exists. I feel like if I'm there early in the morning and people are jogging and, you know, walking their dogs and they see me just <laughs> stealing twigs off trees, they'd be suspicious. Are you cackling loudly while you do this? You, well, not loudly. <laughs> All I can imagine is, well, like, not loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa, you're just describing a Mitchell and Webb character yeah, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know! How many of those people do you think would get the police called on them? A hundred percent! Yeah. <laughs> ah, so, no, I just, it's one of those things where you're like, this is lighting up all the parts of my brain that love this hobby, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Because it is very hard to get the um, uh, space for a diorama, like, the thing you're going to build it in or on, that's mm-hmm. kind of hard to figure out. And a lot of your pieces aren't, uh, aren't, you can't get, it's hard to get good angles and things that are like nice and flat. To, uh, that's yeah. all very complicated when you're building stuff yourself. 
But to add these balsa wood pieces, mm, very good. I've often wondered, because I enjoy woodworking, whether there would be money in just making little custom-shaped and angled boxes for people Mm -hmm. on Etsy. Yes, but... Hmm, I don't know. The thing is, um, you can get laser-cut wood boxes that have lights already in the top mm-hmm. on Amazon to make, uh, like, to make book nooks. But those things are, like, 30 fucking dollars for an empty one. Right. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna spend that much. Get out of here. For, yeah. the, for the frame? No. No. Anyway, I'm super excited about this. I'm gonna be working on it. It'll take me a while. Apparently, to build the one you get takes... About 20 hours, they say. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure this is going to take me much longer. But if you can't build the one you get, Mm -hmm. then get the one you build. Yeah! (laughs) Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode. Love the one you've built. Yes. (laughs) Um, Do 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 do. I like this turn in your life, Louisa, where you're like, I'm going to become more of an insane witch hermit than ever. I'm gonna make little dollhouses and steal twigs from the park. Yeah. (laughs) You're pretty much a Batman villain. You're very close to being one. Yeah. Yeah. Dollmaker. I say that, I think that probably is already a Batman villain. I'm certain that's one, yes. (laughs) Someone who builds things out of toothpicks in uh, Arkham Asylum? Yeah. There must be somebody like that. I do love the idea of, maybe this is too dark for a Batman movie, but it would be a good like, thriller slash horror movie somebody who does murders and then leaves little tiny dioramas of how they did the murder Mm. to like taunt the police didn't the riddler do that in some iteration i feel like i've seen that am i imagining this that i don't think that happened batman's been around for like 85 years anything could be true There's the the famous thing about the the woman who like invented modern forensics, who was an experienced dollhouse maker, and so she like t- trained people on how to do forensics by making tiny dollhouses of murder scenes to be like, can you solve this murder just by looking at it? You know about that? No, that's pretty cool. That would be a fun thing to do in virtual reality, huh? Solve yeah, a murder? Is- yeah. <laughs> the uh, the creepy um, the creepy job Tony Collette has in Hereditary is that she makes miniatures. Oh yeah, yes, that's right. Uh, I'm always anyway, afraid that, someone's going to bring that up to me, but they haven't, so I shouldn't worry. That uh, historical figure, her name was Frances Glester Lee, and if you want to know more about her, you should look her up. She the I think the book about her is called The Nutshell Murders. Mm, okay, uh, and it Jen has the uh, a book of uh, pictures of all the different dollhouses. It's very cool. It's such a weird like. It is a good idea, but it's such a weird thing that actually happened in history. Yeah, it's weird that it's a good idea. Yeah, like, I mean, going back to our discussion about Sir Sir Arthur Conan Doyle being a not very smart man, I genuinely (laughs) think that Frances Glessner Lee did this because she was like, people are going to read Sherlock Holmes and think that that's how you solve murders, and that's stupid. So I need to, like, teach people that you can't just assume you know the answer to things and then be right that's good that's nice i mean it didn't really work out for her but (laughs) it kind of did i mean that's not how we do things now though no but she was like very famous and popular amongst like the fbi and stuff for coming up with the ways in which people are trained to think as detectives i don't like her anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean this was back when i mean the police were obviously racist then as well but 
they weren't as societally corrupt as they are now. Yeah, next thing next thing you're gonna tell me she uh broke strikes in Nicaragua in the seventies <laughs> or something. God. I only know about her dollhouse work, Jeff, and I don't know if you can <laughs> Break a strike with a dollhouse, yeah. Yeah, baby. Well, I I know all about Operation Sorry. Dollhouse, her <laughs> secret mission in South America to undermine oh, democracy. Mm-hmm. She assassinated um, leaders of the government and then left tiny dollhouses behind to show how she did it. That's what we wanted all along. Yep. I don't know why the Echo is, is telling all- me what a democracy is. Echo, stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're asking about Echo, stop. <laughs> Echo, oh, wants, Echo has been trying to get in on our podcast for too long. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else? Oh, so the design of this thing. I, I picked the cheapest one. I'm like, it's perfectly fine, and it's way cheaper than the others. Yeah, this one. But it's meant to be a Mediterranean like vacation home, I guess. So it's got like white stucco walls with little uh, like wrought iron windows and... There's a light blue staircase, like it's all these Mediterranean colors. And I'm trying to do it, I want to do it more, I'm not sure. I, the The wall could be easily more medieval, mm. but then it comes with like a cushy little couch that I want to turn into an armchair. And I'm like, well, in the in medieval times, they didn't have cushy armchairs. They had so, those, uh, those like fainting couches or whatever, didn't they? No, I think that's a few hundred years later. What did they say? What did they sit on? They had couches. They, well, to quote-unquote relax, they would just sit on hard wooden benches and things like that. But in ancient Rome, they had those, like, laying down couches that you lay down on. Yeah. But they didn't- They must have had them still in medieval times. They didn't really upholster things, though. Yeah, we've been to medieval times. It was all, like, wooden seats. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was uh, stadium bleachers. That king was sitting on a cushioned throne, though, I remember. Yeah. So mm, I think we go. should overthrow that guy. <laughs> yeah. The Peasant thing is, <laughs> they didn't have anything that looked like a cushy armchair. So I'm trying to decide mm. how, if I want to relate it to any time period or not. Maybe not. So we'll see what I come up with with that. But Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, this week, I, for the second time ever, completed the Pokedex. This time in Ooh. Pokemon Scarlet. Hooray. Very nice. Um, And I completed mine with your help. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, I completed mine with your help. Uh, We traded our version exclusives, and Mm -hmm. I got the little certificate from Director Clovel, who was like, you're (laughs) such a good boy for getting all the guys. Yep. Um, Does it feel like a hollow victory because there's no national Pokedex in this game? Uh, It feels like more of a victory than it did in Legends Arceus because there's twice as many Pokemon as in that game. (laughs) That is an achievement, for sure. Um, but I've never completed a national Pokedex, so... I don't think it's possible to anymore. I think yeah. that they've done too many of those, like, if you go to Toys R Us on Tuesday, you get this Pokemon that will never be released again things, you know? No, yeah. there's there's enough... If hmm. I don't know if you could in a... Like, if you bought a copy of Ultra Moon or Sun tomorrow, I don't know if you could catch all of the po- like, get all the Pokemon in that game without transfers. God damn it, Echo. <laughs> Here comes Echo. Echo, <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, you want to know about Pokemon? I can list all 800 Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if there's any, like, if there's any way that you could just, that's the last one that had a national dex, which is why I brought it up. I don't know if there's any way you could, like, buy a new copy of that, start it fresh, and complete the national dex in it. Um, but I, mean, I know I was... that you do, you can, with transferring stuff, get every current Pokemon, uh, currently supported in Pokemon Home, so everything up to Scarlet and Violet in Pokemon Home. Well, that's the thing. A lot of them require you to have a file from an older game to transfer it into your game. Like, you can't catch some of the guys. Yeah. Uh, the, I wonder. Uh, like, I wonder what the what minimum... Is that one that... I think the rarest Pokemon, is, like, the one that is that has been downloaded onto the least number of machines was Victrini? Uh, Victini hmm. is available... Victini is available in... Uh, Pokemon Go, so that's an easy one. Also in black and... I think it's available in black and white without any kind of special event. Hmm. What are the... Okay, hold on. There are a lot of legendaries that I hate. I don't care about those guys. I don't want to see them. There's usually... It's usually like an alternate form or something. Like the spiky-eared Pichu can only live in Heart Gold. You can't even trade it to another game. Well, Heart Gold or Soul Silver, but... I'm mad that there are so many in Pokemon Go that are like, here's a Jigglypuff with a birthday hat. I'm like, nah, I hate this. Yeah. Stop doing this. <laughs> My inventory is like full of Pikachus in various kinds of hat. Because <laughs> I can't get rid of them. Like, I can't transfer yeah. them to Pokemon Home or evolve them or anything. I'm trying to find this Pokemon that I was thinking of. It's not Victini, you're right. It's something else. Well, like, is it's impossible to get Entai anymore, right? That's one of those dumb-looking dogs. Uh, I think you can... God, which one could you get Entei in? I don't know. I'm pretty sure... Gen 2 Pokemon. It was only given out uh, January through February 2011 if you went to GameStop, and that's it. Right, but which game was that for? Uh, Whatever Gen 2 was. uh, uh, No, Gen 2 was Gold and Silver 20 years ago, though. So you weren't getting Entei from oh, Toys R Us in 2011. You could just catch Entei in that game. Okay, well, yeah, that I guess that's a variation on Entei. Yeah, I am curious, though. I want to know, like, is there... Could you buy games now, and, like, which ones would you have to buy to get all of the Pokemon? Yeah. Hmm. Um, probably you'd have to get, like, the Virtual Console Gen 1 and 2, and then, like... Ultra Sun or Moon. I wonder. No, this is a research project for later. Uh, I'm sure someone's made a 20-minute YouTube video about this already. Uh, anyway. But speaking of um, what Matt said earlier about a game where you can just walk around while you're not really paying attention, I've been doing that now with Pokemon, now that my dex is complete and I have a shiny charm, because it's fun just to see if I might see a shiny anywhere. And I have seen a few. Oh god, are you it's... gonna try to is there a reward for getting a completing the shiny <laughs> Oh my god, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I for every ten hours I play, I might see one shiny. Yeah, mm. I have like six or seven shinies total and none of them I've caught mm-hmm. on purpose. <laughs> you know there's gonna be somebody in ten years who's like, I completed the shiny Pokedex. Here's my YouTube video. Oh, not yeah. in ten years. I've already seen those. <laughs> oh yeah. god. I think you can do it by breeding if you do all those behind-the-scenes stats things that I hate. Ugh. Yeah, I think it's it's easier now not by breeding, but you have to do the breeding method to get any of the starters shiny. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, uh, what's the show yeah. about? It's not about I'm Pokemon. Looking, I'm looking at the Victini Bulbapedia page right now, and you could only get it as an event. The last time you could get it was an ev- as an event in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So you, you've never been able to catch it in a game. You've only ever been able to get it in um, events. No, it debuted in black and white before that, though. Liberty Garden. It's the place in black and white that you can catch Victini. It says that it was as a mystery gift. This, fucking Pokemon sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we do on the show? <laughs> well, uh, we go to a random... Uh, sorry, no, we don't. We go to the WikiHow page for suggested articles, mm-hmm. and we enter a random word in to see a list of articles that people have requested related to that word. And then we provide people with advice about how to do those things. And the uh, the random word today is path. Hooray! Like the uh, victory road in Pokemon. Sure. Yeah, it's just it, like that. Except <laughs> that the word path doesn't appear anywhere in... Yeah, the trouble road. is, in this newest game, they have Starfall Street, Victory Road, and I think the third one is path, but I don't remember what path it is. Path of Legends. Yes! Damn it! <laughs> That would have been the thing to say, which I didn't say. Yeah. yeah. How to practice telepathy is great. Yes! I, um, I mean, did was, is it a universal human experience when you're, like, eight and you're waiting for the bus to see if you can move things with your mind? That's telekinesis. Is Tele- that different? Telepathy is talking oh, telepathy. with your mind. Yeah, other mind people's reading, brains. Yeah. But I have tried that, yeah. You stare into someone's eyes, you're like, we're definitely gonna be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sometimes, I think my my strategy was like, I'm gonna think something so wild at this person to see if they can read minds that mm-hmm. they'll definitely break their, their well-practiced poker face. Uh-huh. Did it I, ever work? No. Of course not. People can't read minds. That's <laughs> uh, fun to think about, though. I feel like the only memory I have of doing that was trying to convince all of my friends to pretend that one of our friends could read our minds to mess with them. Uh-huh. Like, oh my god, you're right, that is the number I'm thinking of. Is that, is that a universal experience as well, or no? Yeah, yes. I think so. And I Lying, think you should yeah. do it more. <laughs> uh, the person you were trying that on should have said to you... Well, no, they should have said... Okay. <laughs> I forget yeah. how this show works. <laughs> you gotta really run up to this joke. Like, <laughs> they should have said, to WikiHow, how do I deal with sociopaths? <laughs> mm. Wait, I'm not done talking about practicing telepathy. Okay, okay go back. I do just want to say, do you guys think tele- telepathy could be real? No. <laughs> I don't know. Real like, in what sense? I think that there are people who, whether it's through like subconscious tells and like view like reading body language very well or whatever mm-hmm. who can genuinely like not read minds like guess the number you're thinking or whatever but like can tell when you're lying very easily and stuff like that that's yeah, not the so. same thing at all <laughs> i mean it's not that far off you're you are detecting what they're thinking by observing them yeah i will say it's it's past i do think there are people who can do that and they can do it so much better than most of us that it does seem like an extra sensory power mm-hmm. uh, yeah which i mi- guess which it might point, as well be i guess yeah that's what i was saying like 
extra sensory it's extra my sensory yeah <laughs> i can't sense these things so it's extra sensory to me no it's still just using the senses you're just not good enough at your senses for it it's not some additional sense well i mean you could say that if somebody really could read minds you could say that too like they don't have new senses they are just yes, using they do. existing sense i don't think they do they have the sense to read minds it's a new <laughs> sense why would that be a new sense? Yeah. I have the sense to read books. That didn't give me a new sense. Oh my god. <laughs> Just because they both have the word read doesn't mean that they're, it's a good comparison. But I'm saying I use my eyes and my sight to see, like, what if you could smell what people are thinking? Would that be <laughs> telepathy to you? Yeah, Jeff, answer the question. It's deranged. <laughs> No, you're using, you're in like pinball wizard logic. <laughs> like, oh, he plays pinball by sense of smell. No, he yeah. doesn't. Nobody, that's not real. But what I'm saying is, whenever we represent telepathy in media, it's always as like a voice talking, like you're hearing a thing. No, you're you put your fingers thing, to your temple. What? You put your fingers no, to your temple, and then yeah, you... that's how you make the telepathy start, but then when we in the audience experience that telepathy, we experience it as sound. I guess, yeah. but it's always purple waves coming out of the brain. You're doing something with your brain specifically, not with your well, ears. If you want to get real philosophical about it, a person's brain can tell their mouth and vocal cords to move and to say what they're thinking and then you yeah. can absorb that with your ears and know what they're thinking mm -hmm. okay that's still the normal senses that's talking <laughs> you've invented talking yeah i know this is just knowing what people are saying without them doing that part no it's using a a <laughs> it's using some other sensory organ that other people don't have to directly read and interpret and decode brainwaves I think you are thinking of a very specific use case of telepathy, Jeff, but there are other ways with that telepathy could I'm work. thinking of the definition of telepathy. <laughs> I don't think you are. Lo okay, we're looking up the definition okay. of telepathy. Okay, good. Yes. While you're doing that, I want to say, I know that you're talking about direct brain communication, and in a way you don't think it's possible. I agree, I don't think that's possible oh. either. Oh, I'm about to rake that over the coals, please hurry. <laughs> <laughs> but... The way the, the the benefits we could get from the idea of telepathy, we can get from regular human methods as well. Yes, I agree with that. But telepathy is the supposed communication of thoughts or ideas by means other than the known senses. What about this definition of telepathy? Communication from one mind to another by extrasensory means. Yes, that's what I said. And the no. sense is hearing, too. Extrasensory is beyond the known senses. Like, extraterrestrial is beyond the known stuff on Earth. But that doesn't mean that it's a new sense. Right, but it's not one of the existing senses. It could be, it's just No, that that's not extrasensory, yeah. then. Yes, it is! Beyond the known senses! It could be one we don't know about. Yes. What if but, everyone has the ability to read minds and they're just not good at it, Jeff? Okay. So that would be a new sense. No, it's not new. If we don't, it's as old as, as humanity itself. If we don't know, if we don't know about it. <laughs> this sounds like the thing where you're about to say the people in Atlantis were able to tune yeah! into this, but we've lost that. Skill. Exactly. <laughs> have you seen? Have you played the Indiana Jones uh, the LucasArts game? <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> 
I have. Of course you have. Th- of course both of you have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. <clears throat> okay, now we can talk about how to deal with it. What is it? So- sociopaths. Yeah. I'm surprised you forgot. We kick Matt off the podcast. That's how we do it. What? I'm not the sociopath here. I'm just asking questions, Jeff, and you're the one who is trying to shut down my creative thought. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm sorry I'm defeating you in the marketplace of ideas. I should have let the invisible hand decide that you were stupid. (laughs) So, what is a sociopath? Sorry, you're not stupid, Matt. Thank you. you. Just I appreciate that. Evil. That's all. <laughs> I just wanted. I. I'm just like a dog. <laughs> yeah, chasing a car. A sociopath so. is just someone who is unable to understand the benefits and responsibilities of being with other people. Right? Is that true? I think a sociopath. I mean, I don't know the definition of so- sociopathy. Yeah. I'm sure Jeff will look it up for us. Okay. But, sure. Uh, Ask think- Echo to get in on this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think that it's mostly to do with not being able to understand that other people have, like, oh, right. an inner life. That does make sense, yeah. Yeah, we all know it's bad, but I don't know how you, like, how to deal with sociopaths. I don't know. I don't know how you help Is anyone it, fix that. I feel like that's, like, the main problem with all of human society for yeah. all of history, right? Yeah, I sometimes feel like if I'm having a lot of trouble mentally, I become more sociopathic in the way that, like, I I devote less energy to thinking about other people properly, mm-hmm. which is bad. But like, eh, how do you do anything about that? Jeff, are you still on the call? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd driven you off with my cyberbully. <laughs> no, I was doing the cyberbullying. <laughs> <sighs> um. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that I feel like all of the the like problems with, you know, governing humans as a whole is that eventually you have to deal with the fact that there's a certain percentage of humanity that is just going to, you know, in order to save themselves $1, happily cause the deaths of thousands of people. Yeah. And you can't just kill those people, because then you're the sociopath. No, you can. Oh, okay. It's what you want Superman to do. Is that what I want him to do? I guess I do. See? I guess I do want a strongman dictator in charge of my life. No, I don't don't want a strongman dictator in charge of your life, but, you know, it would just be nice if someone very powerful uh, punished evil and then went back to his castle at the North Pole and didn't bother anyone the rest of the time. Ooh, has That's anyone... what Santa Claus does. Yeah, I was gonna say, have we talked about the fact that Santa Claus is basically... Superman? Yeah. yeah. The Gestapo. <laughs> oh, okay, that's not what I thought. Um, has there ever been a comic where Superman meets Santa yes. Claus yes. from the Fortress of Solitude? There must be, right? Yes, there is. Yes, okay, there has good. to be. I remember that episode of Justice League Unlimited where Martian Manhunter becomes Santa Claus for an episode. I think Santa Claus also shows up. Huh. Santa Claus meets the Martians. Huh? Am I right? Mm, yep. Yes. Santa Claus versus the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Conquers the Martian. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, what were we doing? How to get into osteopathic school. Get really into bones. Yeah, you gotta get one of those uh, skeletons on a like the, mm. on a on a hook. You better bone yes. up on your uh, medical knowledge. You Love need a it. T-shirt that says "I'm boning up." Mm-hmm. 
Is there, there has to be a, a bumper sticker that says, like, osteopaths love to bone or something, right? <laughs> there must be. If not, TM, mm-hmm, TM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you, here's a question. Do you think you have to have medical school training to get into osteopathic school? Because I know they, they probably mean it in a, in a medical sense, helping people with bone issues. But what if you only care about skeletons, like for museums? Do you, would you have to be medical then? I think the alternative is so insane that it has to be that you have to have that. Because the alternative is that you would just show up to osteopath school, whip off your sunglasses, and be like, hey guys, I don't know anything, but teach me bo- about these bones. I'm crazy about these bones, you say. Yeah. That sounds awesome, and that's what Indiana Jones did, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, he walks into the classroom and he's like, I'm crazy about these bones. Now we're just making a cereal mascot. <laughs> For bones cereal. cereal. Is that not a thing? (laughs) Wait, okay. I have so many. I've suddenly, like, I feel like I just found the Rosetta Stone of my entire life. Okay, there's already monster cereals. Yeah, why isn't one of them a skeleton? Why isn't one of them a skeleton? (laughs) Yes, you're exactly right, Jeff. Second of all, um, bones is such an easy shape to make. Yeah. Why wouldn't you make bone-shaped cereal pieces? Yeah. There's already dog mascots for cereals anyway. Right? Mm-hmm. You could make one that... Kids love the idea of, like, kids love to pretend they're eating animal food. I don't know why, <laughs> but every kid does. I did yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Or you love the idea of eating a tiny version of a big food. Like a bowl full of little tiny cookies or waffles. Yes! Yes! Tiny human bones. <laughs> That's the name of the cereal. What? What if there were dinosaur bones? Was there a dinosaur bones candy where the candy was buried in other candy? I feel like this is true. Did I imagine this? What if it's just tiny, tiny candy bones in a pot of uh, Mm -hmm. chocolate pudding? (laughs) In a little coffin. What if it's bones, but Uh they're normal bone color, but they have some kind of coating or filling that turns the milk red? Ooh. Okay, mm. they're bones and they're normal bone color, and some of them are real bones. Ooh. <laughs> there's good calcium there. Yeah, there's just a tooth floating in your skin. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Ugh. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more disturbed by Jeff's idea that the milk would turn red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrible if you really think about You're it. You're more disturbed by that than by the idea of eating cereal that has teeth in it. <laughs> yeah. Teeth that can bite you back. You deserve yeah. it. Your time has come. I'm already, I'm already putting these teeth in my cereal, he says, pointing mm-hmm. at his own teeth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is such a good idea, though, you guys. What <laughs> flavor should the bones be? Everyone think, and then on three we're going to say it. Is everyone ready? Yeah. One, yeah. two, three, peanut Meat. flavor of the uh, fun dip stick. <laughs> I like that, actually. Not quite uh, vanilla. Plain. <laughs> yeah, just- Sugar, <laughs> just p- compressed sugar shavings. <coughs> like oh, one of very those, good. One of those cheap pencils. Yep, exactly that. Oh, it is satisfying to bite into those cheap pencils. All right, I did say meat, but maybe corn would be a better solution. I still think peanut butter is the way to go. Because here's good. the thing, guys: kids are going to feed this cereal to their dogs accidentally. Mm-hmm. Like, and by accidentally, I mean on purpose. Mm-hmm. And we can't kill these dogs. Oh, that's true. 
So we gotta have something dogs like and won't kill them. Mm-hmm. So it's gotta be uh, kid tested and dog approved. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> the trouble with that is dogs will approve anything, even the things that will kill them. <laughs> I was looking at a box of kicks at the grocery <coughs> store yesterday. Did you know that they've changed it to kid tested parent approved? Yes. Oh, well, that's it. nice. Love that it. is nice, yeah. I remember uh, the bigots getting real up in arms about uh, the destruction of the nuclear family or whatever. Yeah. And I, us sickos they- being like, yes, destroy them. <laughs> did anyone kick up a fuss about kicks? <laughs> I don't think they did. Oh, saying kid tested parent approved? Kick, yeah, up, they a, did. kick up they a fuss did. about did? kicks. Yeah. I yeah, didn't very good. That, hear anything about that? I mean, they, they didn't get far because who gives a shit, right? Well, yes. <laughs> if only, if only that's how yeah. things worked, Louise. <laughs> yeah. If only you could be like, yeah, but who gives a shit? It's a Starbucks cup, and then it was, and then it wasn't on the news every night for a month. That'd be great. Yeah. <clears throat> how to get sympathy? I love that this is phrased like a sociopath would. Say. Yeah, like you're trying to yeah. get it from someone. It's an object <laughs> yeah. to get yeah mm-hmm. not how to evoke sympathy how to get sympathy yeah give me give me your sympathy asshole you say yeah you say oh it's my first day i don't know what i'm doing it makes me think of that character from what we do in the shadows that was like a counterpoint to um the boring vampire who was oh right sad. <laughs> the emotional vampire <clears throat> yeah she fed off of people feeling sad for her that was pretty good yeah that was great Anyway, how to pave a path. <laughs> I how, was thinking, to, but I was like, Jeff hasn't had path. enough chance to talk, so yeah. I will. I will wait a second. But I like said, no. I like all of these that sound like step one of a cult. <laughs> how to set the path? How to make a path? How to pave a path? How to edit path? Yeah, I can see a world in which Jeff, you start a cult called Paving the Path. Set the path feels more definitive. I feel like paving the path is, like, more uh, deceptively calming, though. Mm. It does have a nice alliteration. But I did a, like, presidential speech karate chop when I said set the path, and it feels (laughs) more right. That feels more like a, like a, um, uh, like a cult of personality thing. Yes, the only kind. Well, yes, that's true, but I'm thinking, I guess I was imagining those, like, new agey cults that are, like, in order yeah. to in order to reach your true self, you have to pave a path from where you are today through the troubles and hardships to the loving embrace of Nirvana. So send me five thousand dollars, and I'll send you some paving stones or whatever. Here's the thing: I think paving a path is more concrete. You might actually use concrete than yep. setting a path. So you say your cult is. Paving the path when you're doing something extremely uh, airy and nonsensical, like telling your cult members they're going to be learning telepathy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, there was a little wink in there, paving the path to becoming mm-hmm. a telepath. Mm, that's very good. Yes. And then you mm-hmm. trick them into thinking that, you, that it was the number you were thinking of, and then you steal mm-hmm. all their money. You tell, you tell all the other cult members to say yes, yeah. that is the number I was thinking of. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Yep. And finally, how to teach empathy. I don't think we know how to do that. Yeah, this is this is a hard one, because I know that I learned it at some point. Is it something that you learn? It can be. Mm, I guess so. For some people it is. 
Now, sympathy is understanding what someone's feeling, but empathy is feeling the same thing they're feeling. Is that right? Or at least understanding, like, on an emotional level, their feelings. Yeah. Rather than just being like, well, I feel, uh, I'm sorry that you feel sad. More being like, I understand how you feel. Yeah. I think, I think I maybe got too much of this when I was a kid. I remember when I was a kid, every time I did anything in public, our parents being like, well, before you do that, think about whether the people around you are going to be unhappy that you're doing that. And then I was just afraid to do anything for the rest of my life. Yeah. But now we yell all the time. Yeah, so fun balance. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that that's sort of the way you gotta go, though, of like, if your kid's being a real asshole instead of just being like, fucking stop it you have to say like explain to them why to stop it (laughs) imagine if i was doing that would you be happy that i was yelling at you i don't know yeah yeah it's a better deal but you know it requires a lot of imagination though huh it does yeah there are people in the world who just have no sense of imagination whatsoever and i wonder if it's harder for them to empathize with people Maybe. I feel like when you're a kid, you learn the golden rule, which is, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think you have to be taught that first, but that's not what you actually need to do to be a good person. You need to treat them as they would like to be treated. Yeah. <laughs> and ask that they treat you the way you would like to be treated, which are not always the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get these pronoun people who are like, oh, well, what? you want to choose to you want to choose your pronouns. Oh. I don't need to choose my pronouns. So there must be something wrong with you. Like, yeah, but you don't want the same things I want. Yeah. OK, I was afraid you're going to be going off against all these people who with their pronouns nowadays. Yeah. No, when I derogatorily <laughs> say pronoun people, I mean the people who are being rude to other people for wanting to choose what pronouns they have, not yeah. the other way around. Good. <laughs> yeah, that was a really low faith moment from you, Louisa. Do better. <laughs> it was just funny. I mean, I didn't truly believe it, but the way it was set up, it could have been like, I'm your either brother, way. for Christ's sake. <laughs> I've never learned your pronouns. I do not care enough. I don't have enough empathy. Oh, no. (laughs) The podcast is falling apart. (sighs) All right. Well, if you like this extremely contentious episode of Hack please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And please tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. uh, Or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. You just have to message us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Herod at Mastodon.online. I'm probably on Mastodon as well. I don't use it that much. I found this other app called Mine, which is, it looks like a social media feed like Twitter. But But every time you click anything, it mines bitcoins for you? (laughs) Yeah. No, but I'm the only one on it. So I can just post like their tweets or toots, but they're really just notes to myself. Um, so I've been using that more, uh, or just, I don't know, minding my own business. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, weaponizedlanguage.com has podcasts from back when I was more insane and needed everyone to know my opinion about the slendered man. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can talk to me online at louisa at mastodon.xyz. Alrighty, well thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please come back next week, but in the meantime, do not forget that everything I've said is right. I don't know if other people are into it. I'm the best around!
Was this like a weirdly angry episode? 